0: faithful listener. Welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of John. Well, faithful listeners, we are moving in to the death of Jesus. So I'm actually going to start basically right away and start talking about John chapter 18 verses 12 through 24. There's a lot to cover here, both the first denial of Peter and then also Jesus's first trial at Annas's house. So I'm going to go ahead and read this out of the WEB version. But as always, feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you like to read out of and also get that cup of coffee or that cup of tea. And let's give reverence to God's word this morning. So the detachment, the commanding officer, and the officers of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him, and led him to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law to Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should perish for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered in with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought in Peter. Then the maid who kept the door said to Peter, Are you also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers were standing there, having made a fire of coals, for it was cold. They were warming themselves. Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest, therefore, asked Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet. I said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Behold, they know the things which I said. When he had said this, one of the officers standing by slapped Jesus with his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, testify of the evil. But if well, why do you beat me? Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Where we left off last week, Jesus was just betrayed by Judas. And Jesus even displayed some of his glory to like all the the people that were there to arrest Jesus because the detachment that came to arrest Jesus like came with like weapons and torches like they were expecting to have to search for Jesus everywhere with like their torches at nighttime, you know. But of course, Jesus was waiting for them and he was waiting for them to take him away. So after the whole thing that happens with Peter, you know, he cuts off the ear of one of the servants. Jesus heals that servant. He heals the ear. And now it says that the detachment, the commanding officer and the officers of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him. So that's another interesting thing about this is that they bound Jesus, like they basically put handcuffs on him, acting as if he was this hardened criminal that was going to try to fight back or something. At not one point in time, did he ever act like he was going to fight anybody. (laughs) He was not a fighter, but yet all this detachment of people decided that Jesus was a fighter and they bound him. And it says that they led him to Annas first. For he was the father-in-law to Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. So after doing some research into the family of Annas, he was a bad guy. He had been high priest also. And I guess also one or two of Annas's sons was also high priest. And now Caiaphas, his son-in-law, was also high priest. So we know that Annas kind of pulled some strings and he was a very powerful person. And he used that power to do a lot of damage. In fact, Annas is talked about in the Talmud, where the Talmud says something like, Cursed be the house of Annas, because basically he was an evil guy that just manipulated and pulled strings and uh, got all of his family members to be the high priest, basically, so that he could remain in power. And this is not completely unheard of. There are often people in power throughout the world. Um, that have done this very thing have manipulated and used their position of power to continue to have even more power so annas was the father-in-law of caiaphas and it's kind of interesting that the jews led jesus to annas first because he was the one who was truly in charge Not the high priest. Even though the high priest was the one who was supposed to be in charge, if you look at what the high priest was. I mean, we've talked about the high priest extensively in the Old Testament. The high priest was the one who directly communicated with God. The high priest was above all the other priests. So this Annas character shouldn't have had any power at all. Caiaphas really was the one who, if done biblically, should have had the uh, more important job. So that's why it's interesting that the people lead Jesus to Annas first. So now it says Caiaphas was the one who advised the Jews that it was expedient. In other words, uh, that's, that's an old fashioned word for it was good, basically, that one man should perish for the people. And why did Caiaphas say this? He said this because he was prophesying that Jesus would, in fact, be the one man that died for all the people. But Caiaphas had no clue that he was prophesying, even though the high priest was basically supposed to be the prophesier. (laughs) Clearly, Caiaphas uh, just was not a very good high priest. He didn't even know when he was prophesying. And he clearly did not have any other prophecies. But Caiaphas prophesied that Jesus would die for the people. But when Caiaphas said that, he had no clue. He was saying it because he wanted Jesus to die. That was it. He wanted Jesus to die because Caiaphas hated Jesus. The high priest hated his God. Jesus was Yahweh. Jesus was the I Am. Yahweh was the God of the Israelites. And Caiaphas, the high priest, hated Yahweh. So Caiaphas had already decided what was going to happen to Jesus. He had already decided he was going to use his position of high priest to try to kill, to do everything he could to kill Yahweh, to kill Jesus. So Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another disciple. So most people think that that other disciple was John, because John often refers himself to, um, you know, the disciple that Jesus loved. Like he never gives himself a name. So, a lot of people think that it was John that went along with Peter, which would make sense because John was one of the disciples in the garden with Peter. So, possibly, yeah, it was John that uh, went with Peter. It says that um, that disciple was known to the high priest. So, somehow, John had a relationship with Caiaphas in some way. And so, I was wrong. These, all, all these other times where I was saying that people could just go into the like outer court of the high priest, I was wrong. I guess only certain people could go into the court of the high priest and like hang out there. Now, of course, the outer courtyards were in fact meant for like the common people to go and sit down and like listen to what was happening. But it does say here that Peter was not allowed to get in to the outer courtyard unless he Knew Caiaphas in some way or had like a recommendation from somebody who knew Caiaphas. And so somehow this other disciple, whether it was John or one of the other disciples, somehow knew Caiaphas or Caiaphas knew of him. Now, if it was John, a lot of people speculate because John was like in the fishing business with his dad Zebedee, that Caiaphas got all of his fish from Zebedee. <laughs> so I don't know. Or it could just be that somehow this disciple was related in some way by marriage or blood or however to Caiaphas or one of Caiaphas's family members. So like a distant relative. It could be that this disciple in some way served Caiaphas at one point in time. I don't know. I have no clue. But somehow this disciple knew Caiaphas distantly. It says, now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered in with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought and brought in Peter. So it is funny that the other disciple isn't mentioned. (laughs) Maybe that was purposeful. Maybe that was purposeful because Caiaphas was not a great dude. And so in order to like protect the disciple that knew Caiaphas, the name just wasn't mentioned so that that disciple didn't have to be associated at all to Caiaphas in any way. (laughs) So maybe, maybe that's why the name of that other disciple was kept secret. So anyway, the maid opens the door to Peter because Peter now has a recommendation. He is allowed to go into the outer courtyard of the high priest's house. So the second the maid opens the door basically. She says to Peter, "Are you also one of this man's disciples?" And he says, "I am not." <laughs> so the girl opens the door to Peter and she's like, "Oh, you're you're one of Jesus's disciples." And Peter, who was trying to be very brave, he was trying so hard to be very brave, was not very brave and he says, "No, I am not Jesus's disciple." So that was the first denial of Peter, basically the second that young girl opens the door. Peter denies Christ right then and there. And it was because Peter was scared and he was trying to be brave by his own strength. And of course, his strength was failing. And that's why Jesus had warned Peter, pray, pray in the garden because your your own flesh is very weak you need to pray that you're going to stand strong and peter did not he fell asleep in the garden and we know that for a fact because of what the other gospels tell us that the disciples all fell asleep while jesus went out to pray and so peter did not pray for that strength and he was trying to do it all on his own so he says i am not So now the servants and the officers were all standing there having made a fire of coals for it was very cold and they were warming themselves. So this was the first month. We know that because of Passover and it was cold. It was very cold. And so Peter was among all of them warming himself. Okay. so now it says that the high priest was asking Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. So Caiaphas was there. Caiaphas was there at Annas' house and he was asking Jesus about the disciples and about the teaching. And so Jesus answers him. I spoke openly to the world and I always taught in synagogues. So what Caiaphas is trying to do here is like accuse Jesus of starting some sort of like uprising with his disciples and being like, you know, Jesus, you taught your disciples differently than what you taught everybody else. And so Jesus answers the high priest. I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temples where the Jews always meet. And I said nothing in secret. And this was absolutely right. Jesus was always in the temples, always out in the, the open, in the public, teaching the the people. And so Jesus shares logic with the high priest and then he also says why are you asking me what i taught my disciples he's basically like look like if i'm some sort of you know criminal that's trying to start an uprising why would you ask me about it go ask my disciples and the people who heard me teach why are you asking me and then all of a sudden this guy standing nearby jesus one of the officers slaps jesus with his hand and says Do you answer the high priest like that? So just out of the blue, this like Jewish officer decides to slap Jesus across the face because Jesus had a good response to the high priest. Jesus had a truthful and logical response. And this is what people often do when they are encountered by truth. They attack when somebody hears something they don't want to hear and they have no argument about that thing, they go on the attack. This is what always happens because there's no response. There's no good response. And all they have left is uh, is violence. So this guy slaps Jesus across the face and he's like, how dare you talk to the high priest like that? How dare you answer the high priest's question like that? And so Jesus answers him. If I had spoken evil, testify about the evil. But if well, why do you beat me? So in other words, Jesus is like, look, if I said something evil, if I said something wrong here, then call that out. Testify about that, that terrible thing that I just said. But if I'm speaking good, why are you beating me? So Jesus calls out the facts that they had absolutely zero answer for him at all. And not to mention, don't forget, this was the middle of the night. And all of this was very illegal, what the high priest was doing. This is how you know that the high priest was uh, not a good high priest. Because not only did he break several Jewish laws that he was supposed to be the keeper of, and not only the keeper of, but teach them to other people and teach other people to do them, he broke them himself. He actually tore his garments. I think that was stated in Mark or Luke? I don't know. I don't know why I always say that. I don't know what gospel it was stated in. (laughs) Anyway, in one of the gospels, he tore his clothes and that was very illegal. According to the Jewish law, God told Moses to never let the high priest tear his clothes because those clothes were, were very special. They were like, super special if you guys remember everything we talked about in exodus like the clothes of the high priest were so beautiful so beautiful and they were supposed to be super well maintained it was to set the high priest apart as somebody holy so defiling the that clothing that god gave the high priest was uh, very much against the law but not only that this trial completely was against jewish law there was never supposed to be a trial at night, ever, because people were sleepy. They were tired. They wouldn't have good judgment. And so God says, never have a trial at night. And so yet here, here's the high priest having this trial at Annas's house because they were just so excited. They were so excited to finally have Jesus. They thought they got him and they couldn't even wait to have the trial in the morning. They were just so excited to go and do evil. There's so many verses about that in the Old Testament, particularly like in Proverbs and Psalms where it says like, you know, people are just so excited to go and do evil. I think there's a verse in Proverbs specifically that says like, the, the foolish man like rises up out of his bed excited to go do evil for the day. I, I don't know. I'm totally paraphrasing, but there's a verse kind of like that. But that just reminds me of the priests here, the high priest And all the other priests and then all the officials and the Sanhedrin, all these people that are there, they're just so excited. They couldn't even wait till the morning to accuse Jesus. They had to do it on Passover after a full day of work, the most important holiday other than the day of atonement of the Jewish calendar. They had to defile Passover to put their Lord to death. That is how evil this entire thing was. So Jesus says, you've got nothing on me, basically. If I've spoken evil, then call that out. If not, why are you beating me? So Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So what that means was, even though Caiaphas was there, you know, asking Jesus questions and stuff, Annas decides to bind up Jesus all over again, as if he's some sort of terrible, hardened criminal that's going to go on a rampage. And he sends him over to Caiaphas's home. And we find out from another gospel that there is a second trial that happens at Caiaphas's home. And then there's a trial that happens at Pilate's home. And then there's a trial that happens at Herod's home. And then it's back to Pilate again. (laughs) Like Jesus was being sent over all of Israel to just have like 5,000 trials against him because They needed something on Jesus. They needed something. And they got nothing. They got nothing. And we're going to talk about how Jesus ends up getting crucified. Because John really goes into the nitty gritty of Pontius Pilate. I think more so than any other gospel does. So I am excited to talk about Pontius Pilate and some of the things that Pilate was worried about and freaked out about regarding Jesus. So we're going to talk about all that coming up very soon. So check out Thursday's episode because we're going to finish up talking about Peter's denial, I believe, and also Pontius Pilate, where Jesus finally meets Pilate and everything that goes on there. But faithful listeners, also tune in tomorrow because we're going to discuss Joshua. Now, I am going to be doing another YouTube video And if you have not gone over to YouTube and subscribed yet, then go do that. Because YouTube is special. I put content on there that uh, I do not put on the podcast. So if you want to hear more from me or P40 Ministries or, you know, the interviews I've been doing, then please go over to YouTube and subscribe. That is all linked in the description of the podcast episode. Well, faithful listeners, I really hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of Joshua. Until then, happy listening and God bless. Oh